Stand by for the Hyper Grace Radio. This is a pirate transmission from Pastor Larkins D. Souza. If you're listening to this transmission, you are not alone. You are not alone. We are out there. Even though you might feel lonely when you first discover the gospel of grace, know that you're not alone. I'm Larkins D. Souza and welcome to the Hyper Grace Radio. the church of jesus christ on the internet with all the saints who are watching this sermon on youtube and listening to this podcast grace to you and peace from our god father G- and the lord jesus christ thank you for tuning in today to this uh, live streaming i'm looking forward to getting to know all of you in the comment section below just a heads up before we start we are going to partake of the lord's supper today so get your communion elements ready church preaching against sin is a common theme in the christian world everybody does it preachers love to highlight the different colorful ways people sin and then slap the congregation with the gory effects of sin but they never tell you the way out of sin they'll put this responsibility on you tell you to do it yourself but they never actually give the biblical reason on why we sin and how to get out of sin in this sermon i will show you a clear cut biblical stance on the power of sin and the way to get out of any sin and win over any sinful lifestyle let's dive right into the word of god 1 corinthians 15:56 the sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law now the part of sin being the sting of death is well known to all of us people have preached to us about it a million times but the next statement the strength of sin being the law we rarely hear about what is this law is paul talk referring to the land law of the land or the ceremonial law or the moral law what is it why is this law the strength of sin there are about 613 laws in the old testament out of them there are 10 commandments given directly by god through moses on mount sinai even though the 603 laws and the five books of moses are referred to as a law the primary title of the law goes to the 10 commandments the principle of first fruit applies here without the 10 commandments there would not be other 603 laws ipso facto there would not be the five books of moses the law paul was referring to when he talks about them being the strength of sin are the 10 commandments how do i know this romans 7 7 what shall we say then is the law sin certainly not on the contrary i would not have known sin except through the law for i would not have known covetousness unless the law had said you shall not covet what part of the law does you shall not covet belong to ceremonial law or is it the 10 commandments the strength of sin are the 10 commandments this is the very fact the church world is very afraid to preach anyone who attempts to be accurate to the bible will be branded as an antinomian someone who is against the law of god such branding is a very inaccurate representation of what we believe in in fact we are against the misuse of god's holy law using the 10 commandments for our holiness or right living or morality is the misuse of the um, of the law using a thing outside its purpose becomes the abuse of that thing so what is the purpose of the 10 commandments romans 5:20 The law was brought in so that trespass might increase but where sin increased grace increased all the more. The 10 commandments were not brought in for us to live a holy moral life but on the contrary contrary they were given to so that sin might increase in our flesh. 
there is a sin principle in our flesh the 10 commandments arouses the sinful full passions already in them romans 7 8 to 12 but sin taking opportunity by the commandments produced in all, in me all manner of evil desire for apart from the law sin was dead i was alive once without the law but when but when the commandment came sin revived and i died and the commandment which was about what was to bring life i found to bring death for sin taking occasion by the commandment deceived me and by it killed me therefore the law is holy and the commandment holy and just and good so when we go back to the 10 commandments when we try to please god or when we try to be good christians by keeping the 10 commandments sin revives and we die spiritually we think the 10 commandments bring life to us since we believe by keeping them makes us holy instead sin takes advantage of the 10 commandments deceives us and by it kills us for this reason christians commit some of the most disgusting sins even the people of the world do not commit like priests molesting little children pastors running off with their secretaries the root cause of the breakout of sin in us is by going back to the law it's time the church understood this 2000 year old fact the gospel that paul preached and christ tried died to give what then do we throw away the 10 commandments if they arouse sin in our flesh am i saying the 10 commandments are abolished romans 7 1 to 6 or do you not know brethren for i speak to those who know the law that the law has dominion over a man as long as he lives for the woman who has a husband is bound by the law for her husband as long as he lives but if the husband dies she is released from the law of her husband so then if while her husband lives she marries another man she will be called an adulteress but if her husband dies she is free from the law so that she is no adulteress though she has married another man therefore my brethren you also have become dead to the law through the body of christ that you may be married to another to him who was raised from the dead that we should bear fruit to god for when we were in the flesh the sinful passions which were aroused by the law were at work in our members to bear fruit to death but now we have been delivered from the law having died to what we were held by so that we, we should serve in the newness of the spirit not in the oldness of the latter paul makes an interesting analogy here he equates us to a woman and the law to to her husband the woman is bind, bound by the law to her husband if the woman leaves the, the her husband the law while he is still alive and marries again she becomes an adulteress but the law can never die it can never be destroyed god's holy law lives forever but the woman can die she and she does she is free from her husband and free to marry anyone jesus provided us with that death when christ died on the cross we died with him and rose from the dead with him now we are free from the 10 commandments to marry christ alone apart from the 10 commandments to bear fruit to god notice when we were under the law we bore fruits to death but now that we are married to jesus apart from the 10 commandments we bear fruit to god we think we are when we are no more under the 10 commandments and under grace we become lawless but the opposite is true why romans 6:14 for sin shall not have dominion over you you are not under law but under grace we have religious folks out there preaching that grace is a license to sin and for and that for morality christians still are under the 10 commandments but the reality is sin loses its power when we are under grace and and dead to the 10 commandments knowing this facts 
if we are still want to be under the 10 commandments then we are committing spiritual adultery we are married we are married to christ alone what business do we have with our old husband the 10 commandments and if you are still worried about being lawless without the 10 commandments a question invariably arises how low of an opinion do you have for the institute of marriage will you commit adultery kill someone or steal when you are married to jesus if you say maybe someone might do it then i submit to you then such a person does not know jesus and his finished works on the cross such a person is not married to christ grace is not a license to sin grace is a way out of any sin or sinful lifestyle S- listen carefully now trying to keep the 10 commandments is a license to sin how do i know this galatians 5:4 for if you are trying to make yourself right with god by keeping the law you have been cut off from christ you have been fallen from god's grace Guess what happens when you try to keep the 10 commandments to make yourself right with God guess what happens when you when you are cut off from Christ therefore trying to keep the 10 commandments is a license to sin sin becomes attractive when we try to keep the 10 commandments if you still aren't convinced let me ask you this question which is greater you trying to keep your keep the 10 commandments or the holy spirit working through you for god's good pleasure which would produce death which would produce uh, fruit to god Let me know in the comment section below. Are the Ten Commandments bad? Is the law sin? Is the law evil? Certainly not. The law is holy, good and just. But it cannot make us holy, good or just. Its, its purpose is to revive sin already in our flesh. To bring out the sinful passions already in our flesh. Our flesh principle is that part of our body that wants to try to serve god and that wants to work that wants to be religious that wants to be a good person that wants to try to keep the 10 commandments to please god instead of resting in the finished works of the cross the flesh by its efforts want to earn righteousness on its merit instead of resting in the righteousness of what that was given to us through the cross as a gift so that the sin through the 10 commandments might become exceedingly sinful but why does this happen why is sin aroused in our flesh through the 10 commandments james 2:10 Whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles in just one point is guilty of breaking them all. There is a common thinking among among Christians that they will try their best to keep the 10 commandments, try to live a good and holy life. And when they fail when they fail when they don't keep a commandment or commit a sin, they will ask for forgiveness from Jesus. Unfortunately, we cannot pick and choose the laws we like to keep. If we break one law, we are guilty of breaking all 613 laws, not just the 10 commandments. So if you lie you're guilty of being a murderer an adulterer and someone who commits idolatry you're guilty under the the very law you're trying to keep worse now that you were trying to please god by keeping the 10 commandments the law christ becomes of no effect so you cannot claim that jesus forgives your sins it becomes a spiritual adultery now do you understand the gravity of being under the law being under the 10 commandments do you understand the yoke jews could not bear What relation do we have then with the 10 commandments knowing that trying to keep the law is a license to sin what do we do with them a lot of christian theologians will agree with that the law the 10 commandments cannot save us only christ can save us but they argue once we are saved we need we need the 10 commandments for our morality paul begs to differ in his epistles to the galatian church paul explains this by an amazing biblical typology comparing sarah to grace and agar to the 10 commandments paul is writing the following to the galatians christians not unsaved people remember that galatians 4:21 to 31 tell me you who desire to be under the law do you not hear the law 
for it is written that Abraham had two sons, the one by a bondwoman, the other by a free woman. But he was who was of the bondwoman was born according to the flesh, and he of the free woman through promise, which things are symbolic. For these are the two covenants: the one from Mount Sinai gives birth to bondage, while in which is Hagar. For this Hagar is Mount Sinai in Arabia, and corresponds to Jerusalem, which is now is in the bondage with her children. But the Jerusalem above is free, which is mother of all all of us. For it is written, Rejoice, O barren, who who do not bear, break forth and shout, you who are not in labour. For the desolate has many more children than she who has a husband. Now we brethren as. Isaac was our children of promise, but as he who was born according to the flesh, then persecuted him who was born according to the spirit. So it is now. Nevertheless, what does the scripture say? Cast out the bondwoman and a son, for the son of the bondwoman shall not be heir with the son of the free woman. So then, brethren, we are not children of the bondwoman, but of the free. Paul starts by questioning the Galatians Christians. Who desired, who desired to be under the law by bringing out the typology of law versus grace with Hagar versus Sarah. The son of Hagar, Ishmael, was born according to the flesh. He was born when Sarah and Abraham did not believe that they will have a child and took matters in their own hands. Sarah, Sarah asked her husband to sleep with the bondwoman Hagar, while the son of Sarah, Isaac, was born through, through the promise God made with them. Paul calls these two women symbolic, a type. A typology of two covenants. The first covenant that was cut on Mount Sinai was given uh, was the giving of the Ten Commandments, which brings bondage. Hagar is symbolized here with the Ten Commandments because the Ten Commands were, Commandments were given to Moses on Mount Sinai, and her son Ishmael as its fruit fruits. But Jerusalem typifies grace. Sarah is symbolized here with Jerusalem, where Jesus was crucified and the covenant of grace was cut. And her husband and her son Isaac was was has her fruits. The covenant of grace brings freedom. And then Paul talks about the son of the flesh, Ishmael, persecuting son of the promise, Isaac. When we first listen to law versus grace being preached, our flesh always persecutes God's promise that we are righteous in Christ Jesus apart from the Ten Commandments. Our flesh does not like grace. Our flesh always questions God's grace. In, it says. Yes, we are saved by grace, but what about morality? What about people who are not saved? Without the Ten Commandments, how can we show that they are doing wrong? Our flesh always persecutes God's promise by saying we cannot rely on faith. We have to be practical. They are sinning. We have to tell them they are doing wrong or else they won't change. Our flesh always goes back and forth with unbelief in this area of God's promise. Did you know who else wanted to be practical? Sarah. When she thought God's promise was not enough that she will bear a son, she wanted to be practical, so she ordered Abraham to sleep with the servant girl Hagar. Notice Sarah and Abraham tried to have ch have a child for years. Sarah was already old without a child, but Abraham slept with the servant girl Hagar just once, and Ishmael was born. Old man, whoa, that was fast. So, so will be the results of the preaching of the Ten Commandments. There will be quick outward results of morality, whereas grace seems impractical. But to what end? Ishmael was was a pain to Sarah. She couldn't stand him. So will be the end of preaching of the Ten Commandments, temporary. So Galatians 4 says, cast out the bondwoman and her son. So we must cast out the Ten Commandments, seeing it nailed to, the, to, the, to Jesus on the cross. Colossians 2.14 Having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, 
and he was taken it out and he has taken it out of the way having nailed it to the cross the 10 commandments were which were against us which were contrary to us were nailed to the cross this should be our position cast out the 10 commandments and see it nailed to the cross with jesus this it is no coincidence during jesus time there was um, was mention of the holy of holies when the veil was torn while jesus was crucified but not the ark of the covenant that held the 10 commandment tablets and exactly 40 years after jesus was crucified the temple was destroyed in 70 ad by the romans the temple is where the jews performed animal sacrifices performed ceremonial laws it's interesting to note that the natural in the natural both moral law and the ceremonial laws laws were cast out i guess that the ark of the covenant will never be found even though many are looking for it all over the world not the 10 commandments nor the religious rituals they are no more for the church christ has taken the center stage knowing paul stands on the 10 commandments our flesh invariably points to the rich young ruler story did jesus tell the rich young ruler to keep the 10 commandments let's find out mark 10:17 to 22 Now he was going out on the road one came running knelt before him and asked him good teacher what shall i do that i may inherit eternal life so jesus said to him why do you call me good no one is good but one that is god you know the commandments do not commit adultery do not murder do not steal do not bear false witness do not defraud honor your father and mother and he answered and said to him teacher all these things i have kept from my youth Then Jesus looking at him loved him and said to him one thing you lack go away sell whatever you have give it to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven come and take up the cross and follow me but he was sad at this word and went away sorrowful for he had great possessions notice the irreching ruler asked what must i do to inherit eternal life where did he get this confidence to say he was kept all the 10 commandments when jesus quoted the 10 commandments to him all men have sinned and fallen short of the glory of god then did this man lie remember jesus hates hypocrites if this person was dishonest jesus would have called him out then how did this rich young man ruler say with such a confidence that he has kept all the 10 commandments since he was youth also even though jesus is good there is no sin in him and he is god himself he called out the rich young ruler for calling him good it seems like this incident incident has a whole lot of contradiction from the rest of the bible until you understand a specific law mentioned in leviticus leviticus 5:15 to 16 if a map, if a person commits trespass and sins unintentionally in regard to the holy things of god then he shall bring to the lord as his trespass offering a ram without blemish from the flocks with your evaluation in shekels of silver according to the shekel of the sanctuary as a trespass offering and he shall make restitution for the harm that he has done and in regard to the holy things and shall add one fifth to it and give it to the priest so the priest must shall make atonement for him with the ram of the trespass offering and it shall be forgiven him under the law if you commit intentional sin otherwise you have to offer a trespass offering death of a ram plus give back or restore all the dam all the damage plus one fifth extra regarding the holy things of the lord Remember the ram alone is expensive the shekels of silver and add to it the one fifth extra the whole thing becomes a costly affair the rich or people with money could do this with ease but what about the poor the rich and ruler could sin again and again because he could just bring another trespass offering and be forgiven 
Bear in mind, this is not a gimmick. This is God's holy law and provision mentioned in Leviticus. For this reason, the rich young ruler could proclaim to Jesus that he has kept all the Ten Commandments since his youth. And rightfully so. When you perform the trespass offering, your sins are covered as if you never committed that sin. Therefore, Jesus did not rebuke the rich young ruler on his seemingly to us an outlandish proclamation. But take away his richness, take away his money, and you take away his ability to make frequent trespass offerings. Because of this, the rich young ruler was sad at Jesus' words and went away sorrowful. This also explains the disciples' reaction to Jesus' answer, as seen in Mark 10, 23-27. Then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard it is for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were astonished at Jesus' words. But Jesus answered again and said to them, Children, how hard it is for those who trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eyes of the needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And they were greatly astonished, saying among themselves, Who then can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said, With men it is impossible, but not with God, for with God all things are possible. The disciples were greatly astonished and were not gloating. Peter did not go like, Amen, Jesus, you're right, rich people suck. No, they did not do that because they knew of the law mentioned in Leviticus 5.15-16. to Jesus turned it around and showing even the rich cannot go to heaven by paying their way into the trespass offering. For this reason, the disciples asked Jesus, who then can be saved? Jesus showed them that it is impossible for humans to be saved by work or works of keeping the Ten Commandments or the rest of the laws. The only way of salvation was given to us by God through the finished works of Jesus Christ on the cross. Usually when I present to someone the scriptures of Paul being, showing the difference between being under law versus grace, the barrier of disbelief comes down slowly when I show the exposition and the scriptures, they, the barriers, you know, it comes down slowly, slowly. Usually people go, go from calling me a false prophet, someone who encourages people to break the Ten Commandments, to there is some truth in your preaching. While someone with a religious spirit would continue calling me a false prophet, while others with a melted heart will ask me some very interesting question. One such question, what about Jesus saying, if you love me, keep my commandments? Isn't Jesus asking us to keep the Ten Commandments? Let's find out. John 14, 15-18 If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. The Spirit of Truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees Him nor knows Him. But you know Him, for He dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans, I will come to you. Because of this, of this word commandments, people assume Jesus is talking about the Ten Commandments given to Moses on Mount Sinai. But the context to this verse is in John 13 makes it clearer. Keep in mind, this is the last night Jesus is spending with the disciples and Jesus is consoling them getting them ready for what is about to happen. Jesus knows after he is crucified that disciples will be alone and confused. So he is preparing them by giving them four commandments to equip them until the Holy Spirit comes on the disciples after he is resurrected. John 13, 31-35 So when he had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and glorify him immediately. Little children, I shall be with you a little while longer. You will seek me, and I said to the Jews, Where I am going, you cannot come. So now I say to you, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I loved you, 
that you also love one another by this all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another things are going to get very chaotic from this event after this event so jesus is going to show them who his true disciples would be and not be discouraged when judas betrays him betrays jesus even during this chaos confusion disappointments pain and pain jesus wants to feed his disciples take care of them so he asks his disciples to love each other just as he loves them so that everyone would know that they are his disciples john 14 1-4 let not your heart be troubled you believe in god believe also in me in my father's house are many mansions if they were not so i would have told you i go to prepare a place for you and if i go and prepare a place for you you will come and receive you to myself that where i am there you would also and where i also go and the way you know the second commandment jesus gives is let not your heart be troubled the disciples are going to be orphaned for a while until the holy spirit comes on them they will be scattered and hunted lot of troubles are ahead for the disciples jesus comforts comforts them and commands them not to let their heart be troubled john 14:5 to 7 thomas said to him lord we do not know where you are going and how we know the way jesus said to him i am the way the truth and the life no one comes to the father except through me if you know me you wouldn't have known my father also from now on you know him and you have seen him Jesus is the only way the truth and the life only through Jesus Christ do we have access to God and there's no other way this is the third commandment Jesus gives to the disciples this commandment is the most profound because in the next couple of hours Jesus will suffer and die on the cross for the sins of the world i believe the disciples did not fully understand comprehend God's uh, Jesus words after all they did not receive the holy spirit yet they did not fully understand why Jesus must die and rise again These commandments of Jesus must have been very confusing to the disciples. John 14:12 to 14. Most assuredly I say to you, we who he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will also do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father and whoever asks in my name, that I will do, and that Father may be glorified in the Son. If I if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. and the final commandment if we ask anything in the name of jesus he himself will do it for us so that the father may be glorified in the son now let's reiterate the four commandments jesus bestowed on the disciples are that his disciples would love each other just as jesus loved them let not your heart be troubled jesus is the only way the truth and the life and if we ask anything in the name of jesus he will himself do it for us john 14:19 to 21 a little while longer and the world will see me no more but you will see me because i live you will will all live also at that day you will all know that i am in my father and you in me and i in you he who has my commandments commandments and keeps them it is he who loves me and he who loves me will be loved by my father and i will love him and manifest him, myself to him Jesus tried to encourage his disciples to stay strong till the holy spirit would come on them but sadly all the disciples broke Jesus commandments when he was crucified nevertheless god was merciful and when when the holy spirit came on the disciples they were able to keep all of Jesus's four commandments much of the christian world does not like paul's teaching his letters are the constitution of the christian faith and yet many twist the teachings to support their man made theology end up avoiding law versus grace in their preaching 
people cannot comprehend the awesome light found in the law, in the in the understanding of the law versus grace the 10 commandments versus jesus and the or the tree of knowledge of good and evil versus the tree of life so they end up balancing paul's words with their own understanding and theology i only read the portion written in red is a common phrase among religious christians today they're saying that they only recognize the words of jesus as scripture Paul boldly explains that the 10 commandments are the power of the sin and we ought to be dead to the law but many Christians cannot handle this truth the light is too bright the easiest way out to would be to go back to the dispensation before the finished works of Jesus on the cross and put Christ's words above Paul's many Christians seem to forget that letters of Paul are the words of our risen risen Christ but Peter has something to say on this matter second Peter 3:15 to 16 A beloved brother Paul according to the wisdom given to him has written to you as also in all his epistles speaking in them of these things in which are some things hard to understand which are untaught and unstable people twist to their own destruction as they also the rest of the scriptures people would twist Paul's words and accuse him of being an antinomian someone who is against the law of God even though he was not Paul wonders of such people coming into the church encouraging Christians to go back to the law back to the 10 commandments Paul called them false prophet notice Peter calls Paul's words hard to understand and declares them scripture and do you remember what Jesus said to Peter Matthew 18:18 18, I promise you God in heaven will allow whatever you allow on earth but God will not allow anything you do not allow Some people use this verse to make Peter a pope but Jesus wanted Peter himself to bear witness and declare boldly Paul's writings as scriptures. 1 Corinthians 14:37 If anyone thinks they are a prophet or otherwise gifted by by the spirit let them acknowledge that I am writing to you is the Lord's command. The key to having a uniform interpretation of the Bible in the body of Christ is acknowledging the letters of Paul as the Lord's commands. This is the reason I came out of the Roman Catholic Church. A Roman Catholic priest would never be caught dead quoting these scriptures from the Bible, let alone expound them and bring them to light. Doing so would crumble the very foundation of the Roman Catholic religion. They they have about 91 pages dedicated to the 10 commandments in the catechism of the Catholic Church, but not one time does it mention about the 10 commandments arousing the sinful passions in our flesh. Similarly, early Protestant theologians continued to take the 10 commandments as the starting point of the Christian moral life. Martin Luther taught about not being saved by our works but failed to teach the root of sola gratia. He wasn't brave enough to expound the Bible that Christians are supposed to be dead to the 10 commandments. The Eastern Orthodox Church holds its moral truth to be chiefly contained in the 10 commandments. An orthodox confession begins with the confessor reciting the 10 commandments and asking the penitent which of them he has broken. it takes a special kind of religious flesh to twist the teaching into something else while it's so plainly written for us in the bible our religious flesh loves to hate paul for this religion would rather pro- proclaim paul to be a great saint but would not acknowledge his epistles as the gospel Act, acts 18:12 to 13 when gallio was proconsul of achaia the jews with one accord rose up against paul and brought him to the judgment seat saying this fellow persuades men to worship god contrary to the law It feels like everybody hates Paul. The Jews condemn Paul for teaching contrary to the law as seen in Acts. Islamic apologists accuse Paul of corrupting Christianity. Hindu scholars consider Paul to be an idiotic because it goes against the karma belief system. Atheists simply find Paul nonsensical and see him as problematic to the humanistic viewpoint. 
every religion on the face of the earth including all all the christian denominations hold a position contrary to what paul preached plato once said no one is more hated than he who speaks the truth i believe this is the root cause behind the unreasonable hate towards paul from from religion come on folks you are reading the same verses as i am reading in its proper context and in full color then why do we christians still believe we are under the 10 commandments for our morality in all his letters paul talks about law versus grace this gives us a blueprint on how to go about rightly dividing the word of god paul's letters show us the difference between law versus grace which produce the right theology for example under the law the 10 commandments if you keep that law perfectly you will be blessed but if you break even one of the commandments then you're guilty of breaking all of them god's fierce anger rests on you and his wrath will hunt you your bloodline to the third and the fourth generation under the new covenant of grace god has promised that when we are put our trust in jesus he will never get angry with the with you nor rebuke you because of the perfect work jesus did on the cross on account of him being our advocate at the father's right hand we may enter boldly before his throne isaiah 54:9 for this is like the waters of noah to me for as i have sown that the waters of noah would never lo- no longer cover the earth so i have sown that i would not be angry with you nor rebuke you preaching that god is still angry at believers is is going back to the 10 commandments and is teaching heresy according to paul discerning law versus grace is crucial in the understanding of the bible while 70% of the new testament deals with the issue of the law versus grace we rarely hear about being preached in the churches today it's time for the regular people to open up the bible and put to shame the clergy the theologians and every religious spirit that comes against the grace of god god's system of getting out of a sin or a sinful lifestyle is different is different from human ways man's ways depend on a spiritually bankrupt person trying to live a holy life while god's way is being dead to the 10 commandments marrying jesus and bearing fruit to god romans 7:4 to 6 Therefore my brethren you also have become dead to the law through the body of Christ that you may be married to another to him who was raised from the dead dead that we should bear fruit to God for when we were in the flesh the sinful passions which were aroused by the law which were at work in our members to bear fruit to death now we have been delivered from the law having died to what we were held by so that we should serve in the newness of the spirit and not in the oldness of the letter we still believe being under the under grace and being under dead to the law is a license to sin i shall i i ask you this question again which is greater which is more eff- effective you trying to lead a holy life by keeping the 10 commandments or christ working through you for god's good pleasure do you want to learn to trust god more do you want to have more faith remember jesus called only two people of having a great faith the centurion and the syrophenician woman both gentiles both not under the law both focusing on jesus alone galatians 3 12 to 14 yet the law is not of faith but the man who does them shall live by them christ has redeemed us from the, the curse of the law having becoming a curse for us it is written cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree that the blessing of abraham might come upon the gentiles in christ jesus that we might receive the promise of the spirit through faith when the when the bible promises sin shall not have dominion over us when we are under grace and under law we have to hold on to that promise saying we need to keep the 10 commandments for our morality or holiness is is our flesh rising up in unbelief in christ alone is not a just not just a cool phrase to show off our theology in christ alone means in christ alone even the 10 commandments do not have a place in it learning to let go of the 10 commandments and trusting in christ alone seeing how christ is enough for our holiness without the need of the 10 commandments without religion without rituals or our works you will truly start to understand that god is in control of everything in our lives
Before we go to the communion part of the service, I would like to thank my Patreon community for making this live stream possible. I would like to thank my board of directors, Siraz of Lebanon, Pillars and Mustard Seeds. It takes resources to make, make this service happen. Your moral and financial support has allowed me to do so. If you'd like to support my ministry, join my Patreon community at patreon.com forward slash larkins. All the links in the description below. Get a communion element ready. Jesus knew no sin. He did no sin. And in him, was, there was no sin. Jesus kept the whole 613 laws perfectly. Furthermore, he fulfilled all the 613 laws by, take, by even taking on himself the curse of the law. So today, Christ is, end, is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes in him. The perfect works of Jesus on the cross is like a sweet-smelling aroma to God. So today, let us remember what Jesus accomplished on the cross. Let us therefore accurately discern the Lord's body and blood, that his body was broken so that our body might be made well, and his, body was shed for, his blood was shed for the forgiveness of our sins. Let us acknowledge this distinction and get ready for the Lord's Supper. Take the bread. Father, we thank you for sending your son. We partake of this bread, seeing our sickness, our disease on Jesus' body. We see Jesus being scourged on, on our behalf. Every cancer, every tumor, every, every tumor transferred to Jesus' body. And we accept by his stripes, we are healed. And our youth renewed like the eagle partake. Take the cup. Lord Jesus, your precious blood has cleansed us of every sin. We are forgiven of our past, present and future sins. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Partake. Praise God. Our God is a good God and he loves, loves us. Amen. If you have never put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, today is your chance. Believe that he died on the cross in your place as your sin offering. All the punishment of your past, present and future sins are was settled on the cross. The blood of Jesus has fully met all the divine requirement of God upon you. You can rest now and put your trust in Jesus Christ. Become a child of God today. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you are saved. Welcome to the family. Welcome to the church. Lift up your hands. I will pray with you and I will dismiss you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord prosper you in all things and keep you in health, just as your soul prospers. The Lord lift up his countenances upon you and give you peace. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. You are dismissed. See you next time.